0: Okay. Good afternoon, Grace Gospel Church. I'm here, Pastor Troy Sergi, and we are here again for part two of our podcast series of The Seven Churches, and I'm here joined by uh, Grace Gospel Church board member, Jeff Price. Jeff, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing really well. Um, Just looking forward to getting back into the churches, the
0: second one here tonight, uh, Smyrna. Yes, absolutely. Smyrna. And I'm looking forward to going through Smyrna as well. If you want to follow along, if you have a Bible in front of you or you have the app on your phone, uh, what we're reading and what we're talking about here is Smyrna. And that is going to be found in Revelation uh, chapter two, verses eight through 11. And, uh, you know, I think I'm not sure if we read the whole passage last time, but I can read this one Uh, to get us started and to get our heads really looking at what we're talking about here. Because again, you know, these churches that we're talking about here, they're not just made up or something we find in history books. I mean, this is the word of God here that we're looking at. So I'm going to start by reading Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. So I'm going to start with that. John writes these words. She says, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich and the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison and you may be tested. And for 10 days, you will have tribulation be faithful. Unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. So I, you know, I mentioned that was, of course, uh, written in, in the Gospel of John and John's letters. But this is revealed to by the Lord Jesus Christ. This is his his words here to to the church. So uh, Jeff, what, what's the main gist of the church of Smyrna that we're talking about here today? Well, how would you summarize those three verses?
1: Well, we we'll, well, if we can, we can get into that. Just wanted to remind our listeners that yeah. uh, go back to kind of revelation chapter one, verse 18, and yeah. God lays out the Jesus laid out the, you know, right. What, what was, what is, and what will be. So, uh, chapter 1 is what was, chapters 2 and 3 is the church age, in which he talks about, and there are seven churches, and they're in the correct order there, if they would be in any other order, it just wouldn't make sense, and so there are seven time periods uh, in the church age, and, and of course, we know that number seven is, is very significant, uh, completeness in, in Christ, so um, yeah, and then I also wanted to remind our listeners that there are four applications. There's a local application to the church at, in this case, uh, Smyrna. Uh, There's a general application to all churches in the church age. There's a personal application in the sense that um, there are people in every one of the ages that represent the churches. Like today, we'll talk about Smyrna. And then, of course, the prophetic uh, aspect, and this is the second in a second time period. I mean, you can call them a dispensation or whatever. I mean, we don't really talk about that in that way, but it's the second time period within the dispensation of the age of grace. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think we could get started with um, with the name, if you think about the name of Smyrna. Uh, You think of myrrh. It it was this was their this was their product. Uh, Myrrh was their product, and here's a couple of interesting things. It is very likely that the myrrh that was taken to Jesus from the wise men actually came from Smyrna. So you think you think about that, um, and and you you relate that you relate myrrh. To death, so hmm. Smyrna is really meaning uh, death. Now it doesn't mean that literally, but it certainly is uh, symbolic of of death because that, that's what you would wrap uh, dead bodies in. And uh, they Smyrna actually uh, became a very rich trade center. Uh, trading this out to especially areas like egypt and other places that were famous for embalming people
0: wow wow yeah and i think you know when we talk about death and we talk about enduring and tribulation i think that's really kind of the, the what this church faced was death yes. and that tribulation and enduring those hardships so i think you know death has to be something we talk about here because you know a good faithful servant of jesus christ when when opposition is coming your way i mean death might be something that is on your forefront because of course jesus died and he said if the world hates you remember it hated me first so this is something that they you know lived firsthand and those words from jesus you know made sense to them you know that's something that they cling to it had to be something that they cling to because um this is what they were facing in their everyday life and i think that is the mark of i think Throughout world history, not just the church of Smyrna, what has binded the church together is persecution. You know, when I think blood has been shed through on Christians, if that's here in this, you know, here in, the, in the, the Northwest, the Western world, or if that's in the Eastern world, that's when the church becomes the strongest, I think. Yeah. So the fact that Smyrna probably is your strongest church out of the seven, um, it makes no sense or it makes perfect sense that uh, persecution was a part of that. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second, the good of the church of Smyrna. And that is, of course, their good works. Uh, They're enduring. Uh, even their poverty, right? I think some of the happiest people yeah. in the world and the most blessed are are those in poverty, uh, and they endured <laughs> the blasphemy from others, and uh, they were ultimately cast into prison. And I think of uh, let's see, we have here ten decrees uh, against Christians here. You're not going to go through all of them, but of course we know Nero and Domitian, um, and, and you know these are names that are pretty popular in the first century right. of you know doing harm to Christians. Right. So the early church faced people, uh, people in opposition, leaders such as these that were that made the church stronger, but of course persecuted the church ultimately. So knowing some of those names of history, uh, Jeff, how how would have the church of Smyrna uh, become stronger with those decrees? And I think there's some Christian application to this this question too. Why is it in in your study that? The strongest the church has been is when there's the most persecution
1: well i think there's no i mean you either you either are standing for christ or you're not standing for christ and now we have had persecution it is true pastor we've had persecution in all ages there that there is that application there are there's persecution um even today among the church not in the western world but in the especially in the Middle East and the Eastern world. However, we're talking about a time period in which all of the Christian world, all of the Christian world and the really the known world uh, Christians weren't just persecuted. it was illegal to be a Christian. So it was so that that's what makes this, Time period unique. It's the time period in which Christianity was illegal, because it, at the very be, very beginning, up until time of Nero, it looked like you know Christianity was just that the Romans looked at it as sort of well, that's just kind of a sect of Judaism and, and all of that. Well, that really grinded on on the um, on the Jews. And it became, and actually, we'll talk about that a little bit later here. They actually are the ones who uh, persecuted the Christians more than, than any other group. Uh, but Jesus' message, the revelation of Christ, I think, really says something. He says, I'm the first, I'm the protos and the eschatos. I am mm-hmm. the first and the last.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am the beginning and the end, if you will. Um, and then the other words, he, I am he who died and came to life again. Now you're going to face death and many of you are going to be put to death, but you're not going to suffer spiritual death. Be fearful of the one who has control over the second death, not over the first death.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. And really. You know, I think, I think of Paul's words in Romans chapter six, if we've been united with him in a death, like his, his will be united with him in a resurrection like his. So if we die the first death with Christ, like Christ on this earth, our physical death we will be united with him in a resurrection like his. And I always think that's just such a beautiful passage of looking at how, yes, Christ died, but he rose again and we will yeah. die, but we will reign and rise with him. And I think of, of course, you know, the rapture too, you know, us rising with him as well, the church. Uh, right. But ultimately, I think of that 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 second that second death that leads to life. Uh, I, I guess there's no second death. There's there's the first death, but the the death there that is leads a, to life. there
1: is a second death.
0: Yeah, but those who
1: experience the second death are damned to hell Correct. for eternity.
0: Correct, Lake of and, Fire judgment.
1: And, and you know, Pastor, I think many times we we as Christians, we believe in heaven in an abstract way.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: But it's real. It's just as real as you and I, Uh uh, you know, sitting here today. And Jesus, when he appeared in the upper room, the second time he appeared to the 12, or actually to, to the 11, the first time Thomas wasn't there, remember? Remember what he told Thomas? See, Thomas, touch my... Hand yes. and yeah. and my side. And so there's a physical characteristic to the body of Jesus, mm-hmm. just the same as you and I.
0: Right, right. And, and these people, the Church of Smyrna, they knew that better than anyone. They had that connection with Him, I think, because of that persecution and because yeah. of the death of their physical body. And I think there was. Right, we will not be hurt by the second death, spiritual death. You'll have life. I, I just I see that. That's the promise. That's the reward of this church is life. You know, of course, death. Uh, and I think of Jesus' words again. I think of whoever loves his life will lose it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it. And I think yeah. uh, that's a beautiful passage. Not saying that you have to live a an awful life here on earth or that you should hate your life, but what he's saying is. Um, you know, if you love this life more than you love me, uh, there'll be, a, there'll be a punishment and, um, a beautiful, beautiful passage. And I think, I think of, you know, the gospels, right. The physical Christ here on earth. I mean, he, he taught a lot of these themes and, and I think of the old Testament, it's one big narrative. And I just, the more I look at, I read about these churches, I see bits and pieces of the whole scripture narrative coming together. Uh, would you, would you agree with that Jeff? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the entirety of the Bible. Uh, You have to study. You cannot study the book of Revelation in a vacuum. Correct. Uh, You have to study it and you interpret it from what God has uh, already given to us. Most Mm -hmm. of that, actually, much of that, I should say, comes in the Old Testament. The other point I'd like to make here, uh, Pastor, if I can, is that, uh, you know, John says in this first epistle, when we see him, we will be like him, because mm-hmm. we will see him as he is. So we are going, and you know, I, I think some people like to think of heaven as a state of consciousness, you know, you you are there in spirit, but you're not there in body. Right. But when we ultimately get there, and maybe that, you know, when you, you talk about paradise, there's not a bodily resurrection. But at some point, our body will be resurrected, and our soul, our soul and our spirit, our bodies will be uh, unite reunited. We will have a physical uh, body just like uh, just like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You know, if we go on to some of the other good things, um, yeah. You know, uh, poverty. These these people lived. In, they weren't poor. They were they were desolate. It was abject. Poverty. They because Christianity was illegal. They could not work. They could not buy, and they could not sell. They could barter, but they could not own anything, and they did not own anything. So you think of uh, this church. It is, uh, you know, it's not it's not a church as in we would think. We go to Grace Gospel Church, and in a building. And we able to freely attend there. This was a church who stood up each and every day, mm-hmm. um, and and they faced being imprisoned, and or being uh, condemned to death. You know, um, you know the other thing. I think you've already mentioned there's no condemnation for this church. Mm-hmm. Right. All other there's two churches that there is no condemnation, and that is Smyrna and Philadelphia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other. Mm-hmm. The other five churches have things that are bad about them. What's good? What's bad? Um, But these people, God couldn't find really any fault with them.
0: Right. Right. And I think of, you know, another one of my favorite passages, Romans 8, 1, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think this church certainly was in Christ. That was their identity. That's that's who they were. They were a part of his body, his physical and spiritual body. And because of that, and through that, living by that, um, yes, again, this is this is the only church where we can say there is no condemnation. There's no bad. There's no weakness of, of this church when when you're truly following the way. And I want to talk a little bit about that a second with with Ephesus. Of course, we know we saw their downfall of the one who forgot its first love, uh, you know, loving one another and. There's an overlap, Jeff. Am I right with that? There's an overlap between the two churches. And and we look at at the first century, too, of those who are part of the Church of Ephesus. And, you know, guys like you mentioned last time, John being, you know, a big leader, a big pastor, uh, a spiritual leader in that church. And we can say a lot of those same men fall under this Church of Smyrna because of the first century and because of their faithfulness with the gospel uh, being exiled. Like John was, um, but also, of course, being martyred like the others.
1: Right. Yeah. Like Peter mm-hmm. and Paul. All of the other, I believe, 10 were martyred in some way, except yes. for uh, John, John, who died, did die a natural death, but did face persecution and imprisonment. And that's where he got the revelation. Actually, the biggest persecutors of this of church and the church in Smyrna, and this was true throughout the time period, were the Jews. And I, I say that because the Romans saw the Jews and the Christians as sort of just the same religion. It's just a different sect. You know, they had a couple of different beliefs. They had this belief in Jesus, but, you know, they held to the Old Testament. And so Judaism was actually um, legal. They I mean, they could worship, and but they were afraid that they were going to lose that because of what the christians were bringing and the preaching that they were teaching they were doing in this in the streets and so they were sometimes the biggest persecutor because they didn't want to lose their standing mm-hmm. in the roman government and so um actually that's where you get that those who are they say are of their synagogue mm-hmm. uh, uh or they are jews uh but they are not they are the synagogue of satan right um they undermined and actually they spread rumors and lies about the people in Smyrna. They spread lies like uh, uh, you know the they took communion obviously and drank uh, you know wine and, and bread and and the Jews were spreading the rumor that they were actually cannibals that cannibals, they, they yeah. were uh, either either eating flesh or that and drinking blood or that they were uh, certainly uh, symbolizing eating and, and drinking. Uh, blood and, and flesh. So, uh, of course, that didn't sit very well with anybody, it, it, it wouldn't, but uh, it's a misrepresentation of, of who they were. You know, there were also, you mentioned 10 decrees, and there were 10 decrees that went out exactly. You know, you think of 10 days, well, anybody can suffer persecution. You and I can suffer persecution for 10 days. That You know, that's not so bad, uh, but it really was, It wasn't 10 days. This was it, actually the greek word here is a period of time and so it's 10 periods of intense persecution and actually the last of the persecutions in around 300 uh, AD by diocletian was probably the worst there were probably more christians killed under diocletian than all of the others put
0: together wow you wow. think of
1: you think of polycarp there and, and that's one of the ones that that story of Polycarp. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was the last of the apostles uh, of John, the last of the students, if you will, of John, the apostle there in, um, in Smyrna. And he was actually uh, put to death. He was uh, sta- he was put to the stake of fire was built around him and, and legend church legend has it that the fire uh, wind came up and blew the fire away from him and he was not burned well wow. that it took a roman soldier's dagger to run up and run it through his chest to actually uh kill polycarp but uh so a lot of good i mean yeah you, know, you think of uh this church and 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 being a martyr I think that that's a special place in the heart of Jesus. And, you know, the martyrs, there are going to be martyrs during the tribulation period Mm -hmm. after the rapture will. And, um, you know, they were under the altar, they were in a special place and there's going, uh, Jesus has a special place in his heart. I believe for those who suffer physically, emotionally, for um for his name.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, we, we look at something you said earlier of the Church of Smyrna really carrying out, you know, maybe maybe the church itself uh you know ended in what the fourth uh fourth century but the the characteristics of the Church of Smyrna had have endured in all generations of godly individuals going to the stake of martyrism godly individuals truly being uh, in Christ in a way with, with fellowship with one another, with uh, imprisonment and, you know, ruthless dictators living under. So I, I think of that, that last commandment there, do not be scared or afraid of death. Do not be escape, afraid of death. And I think, uh, you know, that is, that is one of the number one, um, you know, I think fears of, of our, our, our sinful nature or our humanly flesh is death. Um, One in every one person dies, Jeff. It's the greatest statistic in the world. And and I think people fear it. And uh, the believer doesn't have to fear it. Right. Um, And I, I think that's something that it's easier said than done. Obviously we can sit here on a podcast and talk about, you know, life after death and the beauty of eternity and, uh, being a part of the body of Christ, but it's, it's harder to actually endure that for the name of Christ living under a, a government where our faith truly isn't welcomed, truly is not welcomed. Um,
1: not just welcome, but that you would be imprisoned and, or, and, or, um, uh, killed.
0: Correct. And correct. We
1: would, we would all like to think that we would be there and take mm-hmm. that dagger uh, Yeah. for Jesus. We would like to think that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I th- I think that you really have to. Um, again, you know, you. I wish I I would like to think I would do that, and I, I think I would, mm-hmm. but when you know, you better prepare yourself spiritually, mentally, mm-hmm. to to do that. And I don't, I, you know, I've always thought. Um, and there's no biblical basis for this that there's going to be persecution in the church, although we're I think we are seeing more persecution, although not nearly to the point where Smyrna was, but mm-hmm. we are seeing increased persecution in the church, and we are, I think, being um I think we are being challenged by, by God to stand up for the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, in, in Amen. the Western world today. Amen. Um, you know, um, I think of Matthew chapter five, verse, verse uh, 10, it says, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom mm. of heaven. Amen. Actually that that word uh, translated persecuted or have been, have been persecuted translated as dio diokos, um, which actually has a dual meaning pastor. And it means in the Greek that um, not only is it, uh, persecution, but it's to earnestly follow someone. So Jesus is saying for those who earnestly follow me probably are going to face persecution and for my name's sake or for righteousness, and theirs is the kingdom of of heaven. So uh, kind of a dual meaning there in in Matthew.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really like that passage that really brings out a lot of of what that word right really entails. Um, with, with persecution. So I guess kind of my last big thing here, and I, I, I'm trying to see how I can word this, but I guess what encouragement do you have for believers listening who, you know, let's be honest, may not, who knows may, but also maybe may not face that physical persecution in their lives in the States. Um of, of what we can learn from the church of Smyrna and maybe even too, if, if there are listeners in another country that maybe are truly living out the modern day Smyrna in their own countries, if that's in the middle East or some of the Southeast Asian countries, uh, I guess, what would you have for advice for both, for both listeners there?
1: Well, the advice, the vice, I can't do any better than what Jesus said, hang on to what you have yeah. and uh, you won't be hurt by the second death. Right. and it's easy for me to sit here in the united States and say that uh, but if there would happen to be someone who is who is living in the under those conditions God bless you we pray for you um, yes. and and for those of us who live in the west first of all uh, thank God every day that you have the freedom that we have to worship him and that I think that sometimes that's a detriment to us and we have to be very cautious not to take that um too liberally uh because i think uh we have to you know when the church is when the church is persecuted we we actually come together and, and, and we meld together we we it forces us to uh, rely upon one another so mm-hmm. um thank god that we don't have to at this point and yeah. i would also say you know don't take that for granted because uh with the changes that are happening in our culture, um you never know.
0: Yeah, you better, never know.
1: You better prepare yourself. If you think that you're you're just gonna walk up and and uh they gotta, you know, at some point somebody's gonna say, you are you a Jesus follower and or you know put you to death and you're just gonna make that decision without any spiritual uh forethought or or mental forethought or or, um, you know, being in God's word, that you're going to make the wrong choice. Now, I guarantee it, if you're not mentally and spiritually prepared, you're going to be, you're going to make the wrong choice. And the problem is, is that that may have eternal consequences.
0: Right, right. Absolutely, Jeff. And I, I think, right, if we're truly, if we truly believe the things that we do, we truly believe that the bible is god's word we truly believe that that he sent his son to die for our sins that that faith in him leads to life after death a relationship with him joy with this world purpose uh, and the peace of god that he gives us and the power of the holy spirit all the things that the scriptures teach we should be we should be on our knees and, and we should be we should know that these things have been made evident for us. Yes. We should know that this is the truth. If we believe these things, we will endure. Yep. If we if we have doubts in our hearts or our minds, maybe <coughs> not. But if we truly are in the right spiritual place, I think I think we are going to endure, Jeff. Yeah. I think we, we are will. going to do it yeah, together. Right. Yes, we have we have we have in one another, too. That's an, another beautiful gift of the body of Christ. And I think that that really helped and strengthened the Church of Smyrna. They hear is that they had each other to rely on as well.
1: Yep. So good church. Great church. Hope we don't have to face that.
0: But. I agree. Any clothing uh, closing thoughts, Jeff, maybe a one one liner or anything else before I close in prayer? Um, you know, just
1: hold fast and, um, look forward to seeing everybody again next week as we look at Pergamum and we Pergamum. start to move through, uh, the church Constantine, uh, uh comes to power next. Yep. So
0: and that's big. That's definitely big in church history. It, and we're even seeing some interesting,
1: of this. um, you know, because the church makes a turn and it's not necessarily for the better, even right. though things got
0: easier. And I think some of those effects are still into play today historically with yeah. you know church in Rome and, and stuff like that. So we'll yep. get to that next week though. Yep. Uh, for now I'm gonna I'm gonna close us in prayer. That's great. Father, again, we're so thankful for just your word and that uh, the people that we read about in your word are real historical people and that you truly died upon our cross for our sins, Father, that you've given us life, a purpose, one another to rely on as part of the body of Christ. We're thankful for the Church of Smyrna, uh, for their endurance their reliance on you ultimately and one another and the strength that that truly living out that message that you had given them father they truly took to heart your word they truly took to heart your teachings and they ultimately died uh the ultimate price uh, their lives for this message Uh, and we're just so thankful for the legacy that they have given to us to study and to live our lives off of father and then Let it be an example or or a motivating factor to to live our lives uh, for this, too, and to to truly have a relationship with you, Father, that we are drawn toward your righteousness, Father, that we're attracted towards the righteous virtues that you teach us, Father. And and again, uh, not following you does not bring joy, Father, because you are ultimately the the joy giver. And uh, again, Father, I'm just so thankful for Uh, Just putting this message on Jeff's heart of going through the the churches of revelation and uh, looking forward to the day when they all transpire into the world uh, through the rapture and endurance through the tribulation father. And we're ultimately eager to spend uh, the millennial kingdom with you and eternity with you. Uh, Father, again, we thank you. We praise you. Praise on your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thanks pastor. Yes, absolutely. We'll see everyone next week.
1: Yep.